0: um the, that that intensive training was one that I in particular chose with the intent to um get rid of the not good enough feeling like I just wanted it to go away and just to get rid of it and that's not really what happened um and I later learned that that's not something that is ever going to go away it's really something that you learn how to embrace and manage and make friends with and it's just your ego and and don't give it as much power as, as you do but yeah, yeah deciding that was you know really that's how anything that I've done in my life I've just decided
1: hey mamas welcome to the being mother hustler podcast I'm your host mother hustler Kareen Mills I'm a mama of two boys, founder of a tribe called Mother Hustler Nation, co founder of the Game Changers Global Network, an insurance professional turned lifestyle entrepreneur, keynote speaker, and author. Each and every week, I'm bringing you stories and thoughts from mom entrepreneurs who will inspire you to take massive imperfect action unapologetically chase your dreams and eradicate your excuses so you can quit treating your business like a hobby and turn your side hustle into full-time income i know being mother hustler is not easy but sisters we are making it happen even in this beautiful mess thank you so much for being present with me today Now let's go mother the world. Begin, inspire, grow. These are the three words that guide the work done by Desired Life's personal wellness expert and lifestyle coach, Barbie Haven. Her mission is to help women create personal and financial freedom through fitness and entrepreneurship. In addition to her online fitness coaching, she teaches lifestyle workshops that help women with boundary setting, overcoming perceived obstacles, and shifting thoughts into empowered thinking. Born out of her personal path in life, Barbie is passionate about helping women see themselves as the powerful, confident, courageous women they were born to be. She recently shared some of her story on stage at Roar Female Fear Storytelling Series event, Joy. Her talk can be viewed at roarvoices.com. In 2014, Barbie received her coaching training through the Institute of Professional Excellence in Coaching, also known as IPEC. She founded her company, Desired Lives, that same year. She currently serves as the Vice President of the Board for Impactful People Northwest, a local nonprofit organization aimed at helping connect and grow people in business and in life. In her downtime, she enjoys running, listening to podcasts, and thought leadership books, spending time with her family, and being a dog mom to her pup, Toby. Mother Hustlers, please help me in welcoming the mother hustler mothering the world this week, personal wellness coach and lifestyle coach, Barbie Haven. Welcome back to the Being Mother Hustler podcast. I'm your host, Kareen Mills, and I'm so super pumped. We have the amazing Barbie Haven. Welcome, Barb hello thank you thank you for having me yes ma'am so what we usually do is we start with talking about your childhood because i believe and you know as a coach right that our childhood they don't define us but they definitely take us through life
0: Uh sometimes
1: what happens in our childhood shapes how how we show up as an adult how we treat others as an adult until we wake up one day and say, okay, it's time to control the little person inside of me and uh-huh. tell her that we're gonna be okay. So I love, 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 love hearing Mother, Hustler, Mother Hustler's childhood. Oh gosh, where do you want me to start? Start wherever you need, girl.
0: Um, well, let's see, I am the youngest of three siblings. Um, I'll start with kind of the things that I think shaped me. Um, so youngest of three siblings, I'm the only girl. Um, I think that being the only girl, um, and being the youngest was a part of what shaped me. I was, um, I remember very much not being willing to be treated as a girl. Like, I wanted to do what the boys were doing. So any time there was any talk of, well, the boys are doing this, I, there was massive pushback on my part was of, well, so can I. Just because they're boys doesn't mean that I can't do it. So I grew up with that sort of chip on my shoulder, I guess, if you, however you want to call it. Um, my mom rarely worked outside of the home. It, she tried a few times, but having the kids at home, it just, things would fall apart if she wasn't there. Um, And I was raised to question authority. That was something that my parents made clear to me was that just because somebody's in charge doesn't mean they're right. Um, And that's something I never forgot. Um, Yeah, so these are all great, I think great qualities for to raise an independent woman who thinks for herself and all of those things. However, um, I also grew up in a home where, with alcoholism, and if, if people have seen me speak on Roar, there's a video out there that I did on Roar, and I shared a little, little bit of this story already, but um, growing up in a home with alcoholism, um, you know, I learned at a pretty young age that things were kind of unstable, mm-hmm. um, and even though my father quit drinking when I was eight, there were definitely not it wasn't like you're happy um mm-hmm. dare I say normal family you know so that was something that I was searching for a lot um but I was definitely loved and cared for and I never questioned that piece of things
1: um I definitely wasn't independent instinct has never ever been wrong and we call it gut right but I believe in my hearts of hearts that it is my soul telling me to do it or not to do it. And at that time, my soul was not in agreement with my thoughts. Like my thought says, I want to sell this house now and move on to the next house. But then my soul was telling me like, don't do it. Sit back, stay put, give it another year. Dale said early spring, and as soon as the first month of the year rolls in, before it ends, reach out to Dale and start creating um, a conversation again. So we did that, and we just kind of like, nah, we're not ready. I thought all along, that's why I called her in May, I thought all along, which I think a lot of you thinks is that the best time to list your home is during the summertime. But summertime gets busy with families and our home was, you know, a family home. A lot of people take their family on a vacation, whether it's a vacation outside of the country or a vacation within, you know, the states where they just drive to another state or just a staycation. But people don't really, I guess, want to do a lot of house hunting around the summer that much. And I'm not sure why that is, but that's what was told to me. And that is what I'm telling you as a person who is a messenger. And so around February of this year, 2019, so we roll into 2019, sat down with Dill again, finally got to meet with her. She came to the house and she Sat down and she was like, So we're ready, right? And I'm like, Yes, we are. Like, without a doubt, I said, I know we're ready because I can feel it. I I just can feel the exhilaration. I'm so exhilarated. I love the way everything is working out right now. I feel really good about making a yes, ma'am decision today. And so we walked through the house and we looked through some items that really needed a lot of work. Um, there was a room and unfortunately this was a master bedroom. And my husband and I, we have been remodeling this house for the last, I don't know, 10 years since 2008, maybe 11, actually 10, 10. I'm going to stick with 10. 10. Because I remember the 08, 09 winter where the heavy, we had like the whole entire Portland was covered with very heavy snow. And that was when, cause we were like bored, <laughs> we started peeling off the, like our house had all these like old school wallpaper and we started peeling off all these wallpaper, Right. And once you peel off those wallpaper, you start seeing like, oh shoot, it actually looked better if we left it alone. And so you have this realization that like, okay, you're committed now, you're not going back. So we just committed to it and um, we had some damage on our roof that needed to be replaced. So we replaced the roof. Our fence was shot because there was a really bad windstorm where we used to live. So we replaced the whole fence. The siding of the whole house was also replaced. I mean, guys, when you start, like it all started with peeling off this stupid wallpaper that covered the whole freaking house. And so if you, let me give you some advice here. If you live in a house, that has wallpaper and you've been wanting like dying, not just wanting, but dying to freaking peel it off, but you're not ready to do like this bunch of remodeling or refreshing your home, do not do it because it's going to look more awful versus, you, versus if you didn't peel it off. So try to resist from that because once you do that, you're committed to one thing and then it leads to another and it leads to another. And it's just that, that energy. Guys, I believe in energy, right? I believe in God, but I believe that around in our surroundings, that there's so much energy and the minute that you peel that nasty, ugly, ivy-print looking, which was ours, wallpaper, the energy of remodeling will just keep coming. And so we did that. So anyways, we started there, we ripped out like an oak, heavy oak built-in entertainment center. And when we ripped out the entertainment center, underneath it. Now, remember, we already had a very nice carpet, like in great shape. When we ripped out this entertainment center, I mean, this is so much fun, but so stupid, right? There was this green shag carpeting underneath it. And this is why I'm telling you, unless you're ready Like we weren't ready at all, but we were excited to just like get over this whole old school and no offense to those people that are still in that sort of environment in their house. I'm just telling everybody my experience. Right. And how one thing leads to another. And so when we ripped out this whole entertainment center because we wanted to like have modernized look in our home. There was this green shag carpet and both carpets did not match at all. It was so hideous. So we had to like rip out the entire house's carpet again to match everything. And then we started repainting everything after and around this time we had, you know, we're having kids we're repainting nurseries. We're making decisions on colors. And I mean, all these things, like I never do things simply. I always do things when it's stack up on top of each other, like just get married, uh, pregnant, peeling off a wallpaper, start remodeling. And like, it's been a 10 year journey. So finally, just to fast track is, When we sat down with Dale and Dale walked through the house, she noticed that our master bedroom is the one, like mamas were always on the last of our lists. Remember that, right? And so obviously my master bedroom was the one that had pending work. Everything else in the house was updated, except probably our guest bathroom, but everything else and it wasn't bad anyways, like our guest bathroom. It was doable. But in my in our master bedroom, it was not good. When you're doing these remodeling and you're living in it, it you get to a point where you just are exhausted. You're just like, I don't want to do any work anymore. Can we just please stop after? I think we stopped like. 3 or 4 years ago imagine living in in a in a room in a space where there's pending work and you're just like done I'm not going to do anything anymore I've done so much in this whole house we hide everything anyways when people come over right that's where you hide things is your bedroom so we just let it go and once we finished the work so we agreed you know we signed the agreement the sales agreement with dill Once we finished the work, my husband and I literally had our jaw dropped and said to each other, why in the hell did we not do this five years ago? Because guys, here's the thing that happened. We hired it out. You know, by this time we had to rush and get it done faster, sooner than 10 years, (laughs) So we had to hire a contractor to finish whatever was left over. And then we started, again, it's snowballs, right? And then we started saying, hey, can you can you go ahead and caulk the holes of, you know, the picture, you know, the pictures that we hang on the wall, it's going to create holes. And we wanted to make it look really nice for the next owner and also attract buyers that way and not have a lot of eyesores. So we wanted to minimize as much eyesource as possible because when you have buyers walk through your home and your home is not appealing, they're going to nitpick every little thing and they're going to talk themselves out of it because of those every little thing that they nitpick. Get it? So we hired him to repaint the living room. We hired him to patch holes. We hired him to cock some nails on the trims. We just hired it and it was so much better. So if you're in a position, this is another tip for today, to hire, please do. Because not only that it's less stressful, it's only money, you guys. You can go to work for that live a more quality life. And I'm telling you, there is nothing better than not having to worry about your remodel. So because we did all that, we put our house on April 4th, early spring. Remember, that's another tip here. Early spring is the prime time to put your house on the market, according to my beautiful realtor, Mother Hustler, Dale Ward, because you don't have a lot of competition, because everybody else think early May, first week of May is the best, or if you're like me, you thought summertime is prime time, but it really isn't. And when you get to August and you still haven't sold your home, according to Dale, you're going to sit on that home for a long time. Not always, but for the most part, because everybody thinks summertime is the best time, there's going to be a lot more inventories and you're going to have a lot more competition. So we put our house on the market April 4th. We actually identified. I've been eyeing this house for six months and we finally got here. This house was beautiful, right? I thought I was going to get it because it's just been sitting in the market for, I think it was almost six months, no bites. So I'm like, I'm going to manifest this home. And when April 1st comes, I am going to make an offer. Or we are going to make an offer on this beautiful, newly constructed, secluded home. If there's anything I want to tell you today, life doesn't always work the way you want it to be. And when it does not, that doesn't mean that manifesting doesn't work. Because manifesting can work later on if you continue to manifest it. Sometimes I say that the source just said not today, but not today doesn't mean never. So if you have dreams and aspirations in this life, do not quit manifesting them because they don't have to happen right away. They can happen in their own time. They have already been created for you if it was indeed for you. And if it was indeed for you, it just depends on the timing of your life. So manifested this thing for like, I don't know, for a very long time. So I was pretty sure I was going to get this house. 2,900 square feet, built in 2017, priced right. I think it was... I think it was only like $550,000 and nobody's making an offer. So April 3rd, okay, April 3rd, April 4th was when we had already scheduled our home to go out to the world and all of the realtors on rmls.com and everywhere else. April 3rd, we get a phone call from the other realtor that I really wanted a house to buy. I was having lunch with my realtor, Teresa, here in Vancouver, Washington at Beaches restaurant. And she gets a phone call. She shows me her phone and she says, this is the realtor from the other camp. She walks out the door in the back and speaks to the realtor and she comes in with a little disappointment on her face saying, they got an offer. We need to work on an offer for you right now. So we can be at least right next to the offer and she'll do everything. She even like, I sent her a picture of my family hoping that that was going to work. Right. But for me, like I was forcing it and you know, I think that the writing was already on the wall. Like I I wrote a letter to like propose to the owner on top of like the legal document to let the owner know why we really want the house and who we are and what, you know, all these reasons to win this bidding war with the other person. We thought it was a hoax because it had been sitting forever and nobody's really like making an offer. And all of a sudden we're making an offer and there's this other offer, only one other offer. And so if you really dissect that situation and you really believe in the flow and you believe that you truly have very little control over everything that happens in life, I was forcing it. I was doing all these things just to get the house. And in the end, I didn't get it. And I was very disappointed because I had already set my mind to this house, creating a visual in my mind. In fact, I drive to the house almost once a week for the last, I don't know, three months before we put our house in the market, just to really visualize it. Like I'm going home to the house. It's really weird, right? (laughs) My friends are like, gosh, that's like stalker status, but it was empty. Nobody was living there. The old owner had already moved out to wherever he went, but I was like forcing to manifest it. And I think manifesting sometimes we think of it as supporting it with like actions. And it's true. We support it with actions, but I think we also should support it with trust and trusting in the process because the actions that I was taking was not really actions that it was like forceful actions. So I didn't get the house. We were very disappointed. My husband and I went ahead and still put the house that we lived in in the market, April 4th, and we had no plans. So we ended up going to the coast, the Oregon coast. We stayed there for the weekend. It was, um, to be honest with you, we really didn't enjoy much, even though we tried, I feel like we always had our thoughts while we were in the Oregon coast. Uh, we always had our thoughts about where we're going to go, what if our house sells, Which, by the way, that's exactly what happened, you guys. So our realtor, so 4-4 was a Thursday. 4-5, we get an offer. 4-6, we had an open house from 12 to 2. And that same day, we get another offer. And I think we got another offer on Sunday. When we came back, we had to pick one. And so, in a couple of days, our house went pending. We picked one that made a over pri- overpriced offer, like over asking offer, and they were putting a very significant down payment. And you, you want to look at those things because, as a seller, because you don't want any hiccups that c- can happen during the process. You just want to move on. And imagine if hiccups happen in the process. And you already identified a home and it can really F things up. So we accepted the over asking price offer on Sunday, that same day when we came back to town and, um, we went into a sales process. We closed on five, nine. So remember we, we went pending. I mean, we could have closed in like two weeks because the other camp did not their bank weren't requiring a actual appraisal because of their significant down payment. So we closed on five, nine, but we asked to stay for another two weeks. So we rented back. Luckily the, the new owner of our home was very nice about it because they still, um, I mean, they own their home free and clear where they live, but our home was, a ranch style home and their home is two story and they are, um, retiring in a ranch style home. That's why they bought our home, but they weren't really in a hurry because they have a home. It was free and clear. It was paid for. So they gave us two more weeks until the 23rd. So five, nine plus seven, that's 16 plus seven, the 23rd. So we had until the 23rd of May, To rent back to them. And it was a prorated rent, a daily rent on their principal and interest payment to their new loan. It was pretty cheap. And granted, my husband had actually been moving us out of the house to declutter for our house to be sale ready since March, first weekend of March. So we also have in the background a large storage unit that's full of my husband's garage, um, items and full of the stuff that we decluttered the house. And when we moved, um, on 523 prior to that, he'd also been taking a load every weekend, like twice, once on Saturday or twice, and then another one on Sunday to another, storage that we have rented again, because it wouldn't fit in one storage. Right. And it's so crazy how much shit we accumulate over time. And I can only imagine for those of you that have a larger home, like my home was not large compared to many homes. And we had a ton of shit accumulated over time. And I did a, a sale, like a garage sale. And it was Like, I got rid of so many things because I literally just gave gave them away. And I still had a lot of shit to move. So, we had a second storage rented. And then, of course, nobody rents to you for short-term, right? So, short-term renting does not exist, like, for a month. Nobody is going to rent it to you. So, we had to identify a hotel that, number one, allows our pet Katie to come. Shout out to Katie. Katie was going to be talked about on the podcast today. And, of course, to fit my family of four. And it was a tough, tough go. We were searching and searching. And finally, we found this amazing, homey place called Sonesta E.S., their staff here is amazing. I'm still here with my family. This is our fourth week. We are um, finishing up here soon, and I can't wait, but I enjoy my stay here at Sinesta. The staff it are super friendly, and they're so awesome. But let me tell you about this place. So in the interim, we... Are living in this hotel. They have an outdoor pool, an outdoor barbecue patio area, free breakfast every single day. It's a continental breakfast. It's got some really, really good options there. Um, for a mom, I was looking so forward to this because I did not have to make breakfast every morning. And so I'm kind of a bit sad that it's about to end because we closed on our new home um, June 10th, but it does need a lot of, um, you know, cosmetic work. So we're getting, again, we're hiring a contractor to do all the work because we're just We got a taste of hiring from um, the other house on the tail end of owning it. And for us, we're never really going to do a lot of the work ourselves. Maybe we'll pick up, you know, a little bit of work that are easier. My husband and I, we like to work together. It is really a way for us to connect. And we truly have a really good relationship because we're creating our life together versus apart. And now that we have the resources to hire, we are like, you know what? It's going to cost money. So what? It's only money. We know how to make it. That's how we're going to contribute to this project is go make the money so we can pay someone else to do it. So we agreed on that. And we have about 20 days to finish all the interior work, um, major interior work. There's going to be a lot of leftovers to do, but we can have the contractors do that while we're already moving in there slowly. We are um, having the well, let me tell you about Senesta first, because I think I'm like jumping way ahead here. So Senesta ES, they have a conference room to to cater to people like myself. I need a quiet space to do and edit and produce my podcast. So right now, I'm actually recording here with my guests. When I have a guest in their conference room, they have two conference rooms here in Vancouver, Washington. One upstairs and one downstairs. I've never been to the upstairs one. I've always been using the downstairs one. I think I'm the only person that uses these conference rooms. They're really, really, really nice conference room. So I'm not sure why anybody wouldn't be using it. But hey, I'm getting my money's worth here. We are um, enjoying our stay here. The kids love the pool. We're gonna be here for five weeks. By the time we leave, we close like exactly five weeks. And uh, tomorrow, or actually today, Sunday, we begin the first day of the last week. And so we're going to be out of here next Sunday. I'm so excited. But at the same time, I really, really enjoyed not having to clean because we have made service every day if we wanted to. Although we chose to do it every week because they'll do more deep um, housekeeping once a week. So we just opted for once a week, every Friday cleaning. And then We have free breakfast for my kids every single morning. And the kids love it when my alarm goes off at 6.30 because they just head to the kitchen and the dining area and they eat breakfast there. Sometimes they have bacon and eggs. Sometimes they'll have omelet. Always they'll have their, you know, the usual cereals and milk. And then they'll have, um, my favorite is their, Oatmeal bar where they have almonds, cranberry, dried cranberries, brown sugar, uh, shredded coconut. And then that's just a super healthy. I don't eat breakfast because I am intermittent fast from 8 p.m. the night before until 12 noon. So I don't really eat until between 12 noon until 8 p.m. But occasionally I crave for the oatmeal. So I would go there and like if they have the healthier options like the eggs and the bacon, I'll just have that for the weekend. But um, I'm just really enjoying it because as a mom, I get really like we have so many responsibilities to do. We have so many hats to wear and not having to make breakfast in the morning, not having to clean, especially me. I mentioned earlier that I am cleaning is not my favorite activities in the house. And I, although I'm super clean, like I promise you I'm not dirty at all. And the outdoor pool, it's been really nice for the past four weeks that we've stayed here. And this is a tip that I did not even know myself. So here's a tip you guys, if you were to ever be in a position like my family, that there's a gap between you selling your past home into moving in your new home, or you're remodeling and you're hiring and you don't want to live there while you're remodeling, that for 31 days, so originally we were just going to stay here for four weeks. The general manager suggested that we stay if we could for 31 days. But now we're going to be here for 35 days because after 31 days, and I'm not sure if it's only Vancouver, Washington or Washington or Vancouver city law. But after 31 days, the taxes of, I mean, those taxes for staying in a hotel can really be hefty. They fall off after you stay 31 days in these types of places where it has its own it. It has its own amazing, you know, just just a nice space to stay. So we originally had a studio unit. And here's another tip for you. We had a studio unit, which is essentially my kids were literally sleeping on the pullout bed, the couch. And my son, if you've seen him in my story, my Instagram story, he's very tall. And so his feet was hanging. So we were there for two weeks until they upgraded us into a two-bedroom, two-bathroom loft. This loft is amazing. It was such a relief for our family to be able to be in this current loft that we're in. It's two bedrooms, so my husband and I have our privacy. The kids, get this, they have their own bed. There's two beds downstairs, so they have their own bed. But the most amazing part, they upgraded us for free. And so here's a tip for you. When you are in this position, the one thing that you can do is you can start small. I always love starting small. And then let them know of your intention that if there is a larger unit that becomes available, that you would like to be considered for a free upgrade. I'm telling you, it always works. I do that on airlines. I do that on everywhere I go, as long as I know there could be a potential upgrade. And so we got upgraded not just to a one bedroom, but a two bedroom loft. And it's like so much more space. So shout out to Sonesta ES. And I've been like giving shout outs to a lot of people here because this journey has just, it's actually not complicated, but it's definitely tasking and when you know that it's temporary it's like you're just not at ease all the time you know although it's so nice perk to not have to cook and there's outdoor pool and all these amenities but it's not home right it feels like home and pretty soon it starts feeling more home than not so they upgraded us and we're so happy but here's the problem my mother I love her and bless her heart. She'd always wanted to come once we had the house and check it out. And She's just being really a nosy mama to see where her daughter is going to live, what the house looks like, you know, just being mom, you know, I so get her, but she wanted to come, she can only come on the 28th to the 3rd of July which is a problem because we're still living in the hotel. And this was a huge problem before because we did not know that we were going to get upgraded. So when my husband found out that my mother was coming, he was like, holy shit, where are we going to put her? We're in a studio, small, little hotel room, essentially apartment. And there's no room for her. And guys, I'm telling you, flow, not force, is the way that I live life now. And this is exactly what I told my husband. Don't worry. We'll figure it out. And two days later, we got offered this upgrade of a two-bedroom loft. Wow. When you trust in the, in the source, when you trust in the energy and you just say, don't worry, we'll figure it out. The energy literally figures it out for you. I promise you. And if it didn't, we knew we were going to figure it out no matter what. We might send her to my brother. We might send her to Ty's mom. I, I don't know what we would have done, but but I know we would have figured it out. Or we might have just rented another unit a studio unit for her or I had Ty I told I told Ty you can always sleep in one of the bedrooms because by then it'll it'll be okay to just sleep in it and that way my mom can just sleep with me in the hotel and Ty was okay with that my husband is so super easy and easygoing that he was like oh yeah that that will work too but that didn't happen because I trusted in the process and I said don't worry Ty we'll figure this out and two days later the GM actually called me on my cell phone and said we're gonna go ahead and upgrade you in the two-bedroom loft and I was like the gates of heaven opened up (laughs) but here's the behind the scene on that so let me tell you hotels They probably did not have a lot of people booking the two-bedroom, two-bath because the two-bedroom, two-bath here is like $240 a night plus taxes. The studio that we were staying is $99 a night. And I think I only got the 99 though because of my networking skills and I know the GM here. So I got the hookup um, price, but... The cool thing about it is it would have been like 109 129 maybe. It was still going to be a lot cheaper than the 229 two bedroom loft. So ah it's life is so good. I'm telling you, I'm so thankful and grateful. So we got upgraded because the problem that they were looking at is that a lot of people wanted the cheaper price, 109 129. And we were on the way of that. So they moved us to a bigger, better room that they couldn't sell. And by moving us there for the same price we were paying in the studio, right? Because we have been here for a long time. So they feel like they owe it to us. I mean, shoot, we pay a lot of money every week because we pay every week. And so they moved us up. So now all of a sudden they're generating an extra $99 for a studio because most people are looking for the studio or an extra $129 versus zero when we were there. So they just shifted us so they can generate more revenue because the goal really for any business is to generate more revenue, right? And if all they, if all they needed to do was to shift a family into Not only that we're happy and content for the fact that they offered us a free upgrade, they're also collecting more money for the studio that we were once in. Genius, right? They didn't tell me that. I figured that out, by the way, because I'm such a like I'm such a math numbers type of person and a business person, and I'm all about revenue. And you should be when you run a business. Even if you work for someone, you should always be revenue driven. When you work for someone, you should always look at your work as your business because that's how you can perform at a high 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 level. People and if you're if you're going for a promotion, you are going to get that promotion soon. So Guys, I'm really excited. My mama is coming. This is the only time she could come. She's coming next week on Thursday, the 28th, because she's going to be leaving to go home to the Philippines for about three months, I believe, to visit my dad. My dad retired already, but um, she's going to be there for a long time. She's leaving on the 16th, and this is the only time that she could come. And By golly, I would miss my mother if she didn't come and see because I don't know if she's even going to come back. I think I don't think she's coming back. I think she's staying there for good. But according to her, she's only there for three months. We shall see. Maybe I should interview my mother here, too. We'll see if she's up for that because my mom has very heavy accents. She can speak English, but she I don't know if she'll. What is your message to your mom if she was to listen to this? Mm, I love my mom.
0: She's... Um, we all do. I do. Gosh. I would say um, she's such a good person. She's She has such a big heart. I think um, one of the things, and this is sort of kind of going back, but I guess the message would be that I know that this, that she did everything that she knew how to do. And growing up, even though as moms, we often fall short of what our children need. Mm. And, I, and I say that because, um, and maybe this is for the moms who are more or less in relationships with addicts, I don't know. I just know that when I was in it, um, it became evident to me that I wasn't doing enough for my kids, mm-hmm. and how could I? Wow. It wasn't possible to do what, what, to do all the things because I was so wrapped up in the story of the addiction and the codependency and everything. And so for me, I, I, be, I gained so much respect for my mom in that mm-hmm. moment when I went through it myself and realized how hard that must have been for her. And yeah. and so yeah, so the message to her really is just that she's a rock star. Mm-hmm.
1: Our mothers are badasses. I, so I can say <laughs> they are. moms are badass. I I yeah, she's I feel yeah. like if I could be half the mom that my mom was, like she was never there, but I knew what she was doing. She was always figuring it out, like always trying to figure things out. And she always figured it out no matter what, you know.
0: My mom was instrumental in my recovery. She was she was instrumental in my recovery because she was always there asking, you know, how I was doing. She always wanted to know what was going on, and she um, she actually that you know that counselor that I said that I sought for the fix to fix what was happening in my home, and it turned out to be somebody. That was helping me. One of the things that he said on that very first day was that it's not about you, mm-hmm. and I didn't understand at all what he was talking about. I didn't understand what he meant. Um, I was angry at that statement, and um, I. But I also knew that he had that. There must be something to it because he was an expert in his field, and I, you know, picked him <laughs> with a lot of methodical planning. And so the thing that my mom did for me is. Um, the day that I had that appointment and she called and asked me how it went and I told her what he said and um, I said I don't understand what it means but I know I need to so can you just call me every day for a couple times a day for the next two weeks and all I want you to do is just